Welcome to Totes Recall, <laughs> the podcast where we talk about a movie we can't remember very well. Some of us eat some number of pizzas and or salads, come back after we've watched the movie and talk about it again with new information and new feelings. My name is Dan. This is Molly. I'm also Dan. And I'm Beth. And our movie this episode is... The Big Lebowski. Hey, la 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 la. Is that the theme song? La 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 la. That's a song. La 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 la. There's a lot of good songs in this movie. Uh yeah, hot hot bed out the gate. Great soundtrack. Great soundtrack. Any logins in there that I really like? Nice. There's a Hotel California, but it's like a fast version. Oh yeah, it's like a mariachi band, right? Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. You could remember a lot of stuff about this movie. I, okay, full disclosure. When I uh, was at the age that I identified something as my favorite movie, mm-hmm. this was it. Mm-hmm. And I what guess. age was that? I'm just curious. Uh, well, I first saw it in college. Yeah. Maybe you've heard of it. Yeah. <laughs> um, God. Uh, whenever it was like, hey, we're going to watch The Big Lebowski on DVD on someone's computer. Yeah. Yeah. You, I think college. I'm pretty sure you're describing like most college age white dudes of your age yeah. group. Um, so this would have been specifically this movie, not even just we're going to watch this DVD on my computer. Like specifically, yeah. we're going to watch yeah. The Big Lebowski on my computer. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, it was the year 2000. And I was like, I don't know about this movie, uh, but I'll watch it. What else am I doing? Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, the classic, and the classic college social, social <laughs> graces. Of, okay, yeah, I've got nothing better to do. <laughs> um, and I loved it. It, it, I loved it so much, and I watched it a lot that year. And it will be annoying to hear me say this, but it may have been when I start appreciating film. Oh boy! Because oh, I, it was maybe the first time I was like, oh, filmmakers like do a thing that is specific to them. <laughs> <laughs> wow and like that's cool yeah so this is what this is what turned you on to like the auteur theory of filmmaking i guess yeah all right. this all right. is by the coen bros cobra uh, and can we i just want to pause here because i think it's really interesting in that this is a movie i feel like people watch multiple times who mm-hmm. really love it and i have a friend in atlanta named scott who during his first year of law school the way he got through, he didn't have regular TV or a streaming service or anything like that. He had a VHS of The Big Lebowski. And so every time he got a break, he would just hit play <laughs> and then stop it at the end of each break. And by his estimate, he watched that movie about 40 to 60 times. Yeah. Whoa. And I can't like wrap my head around whether that means he had lots of breaks or not very many breaks in right. a year. Yeah. Right? That's a it's great point. A lot of time and not very much time for a full year. It's a vague yeah. unit of measurement. Yep. For sure. Lebowski's. <laughs> and yeah, 40 to 60 is pretty extreme, but I feel like most people I know who like this movie have seen it like four or five times. Yeah, my brother once informed me that this movie was ruined for him when his college roommates would just always be watching it. Yeah. And now he's just like, yeah, I have no reason. Like, he's like, I don't. 
He's like, I liked the movie, but now I can't stand the movie because it's just been, the, it was background noise for like half of my college days. I was just going to ask how confident Molly is that she's actually seen this movie. <laughs> okay. Yes. This one I have definitely seen. I think I've seen it twice. Okay. And the most recent time was probably 10 years ago. And at that time, I developed a theory. Mm. I don't know if we're ready for that, but I have a theory about this movie. I love All it. Right. Ready for Go it. for it. Okay. Um, past, present, future. Mm-hmm. That the three main characters represent those things. I don't know if this is a theory that's unique to me or not, but John Goodman is always talking about the past. Um, mm-hmm. The dude is no, very yeah. much in the present at all times. Mm-hmm. And Steve Buscemi, is that the, is yep. that the third Walter, guy? Yeah. Always future-oriented. Right, yeah. yeah. Interesting. I, but I don't know. Donnie. Donnie, Donnie is Steve Buscemi. Shut the fuck up, Donnie. Okay. He's out of yeah. his element because he's in the future, maybe. Oh. Maybe. I feel like that's the weakest one, but I feel pretty strong. Well, then strong he dies, right? too. Spoiler alert. Whoa. Yeah. That's what happens in the future. That's true. Well, I, he die. Spoiler I remember alert, that. also for life. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. The rug holds it all together. The robe mm. and um, the toe. Do you oh, want to... Is that your entire summary R. of the movie? Yep. You want to... Rub, rug, toe? You want to even try to put a plot to that? Like a spine of any kind of plot to that? Oh, um, there's a crime. Somebody Uh takes his rug. Uh He's real upset. And Uh it's like a drug kingpin or something. Okay. And then either related or separate from that, there is an abduction by some, I don't know, Eastern European people potentially. (laughs) And um, they steal, kidnap a wealthy person's well, they're both wealthy. Oh, the wife of someone who's powerful and wealthy. Mm. And in the end, it turns out... Is it okay if I spoil this movie? I guess people have seen it. Uh, it turns out that she was never abducted. She was just like on a vacation. Whoa. That's pretty Does good. that seem right? Yes. Yeah. Oh, that and sounds there's bowling right. and um, a very iconic moment with bowling. You're welcome. I love it. <laughs> uh, John Turturro, uh, polishing his ball. I, I guess so. I mean, yeah. There's a lot of DVDs moments in this movie. There's a lot for of DVDs. Sure. Yes. Uh, now that we're just like name dropping the cast pretty heavily, I'm just going to throw out a, a hot bet that literally every member of this cast absolutely crushes it in this movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, I feel like everyone from the smallest random character that enters this film just like nails whatever it is they're supposed to be doing. Yeah. I mean, you got a, you got a pretty early Philip Seymour Hoffman, right? Yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, Julianne Moore. This is the first time I really appreciated Julianne Moore and then became a big... Jay Moore. Jay yeah. Moore head. Jamora. You wanted more of Jay Moore? Yeah, yeah. I did. <laughs> Tara Reid, isn't it? <laughs> Tara is that Russia? true? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah she's, she's bunny. bunny. Right. Yeah, the cast is incredible. This movie's incredible. Coen Brothers movies are amazing, and I love all of them. And I've seen them all, but I know Dan has also seen them, so I... You're I'm not, not even, even gonna, giving you the pleasure of saying it. You're not even going to bring it up? Yeah. Yeah. I've also seen them all. Uh, yeah. This is probably the first movie that I saw that I absorbed. Like, I can't remember if I'd seen Fargo already, but this was definitely the first movie that I saw that I was, like, aware that it was a Coen Brothers movie. And I was like, oh, I guess I like the Coen Brothers deal. Like, whatever their yeah. deal is, I guess I like it. Um, and then I saw some of their earlier movies, and I was just like, oh, there's usually way more crime in. And this movie's yes. just kind of goofy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think I think that was the first Coen Brothers movie that I saw. 
I saw this at a boy's house. Beth. Oh, nice one. Beth. It was it was like a it was like a co-ed gathering, but it was like I think one of the first <laughs> times that I had like been like that I hung out with like a group of boys. Were they cool boys or dumb boys? They were fine. Or hot no. boys. Or they, they hot were boys. Just, I mean, oh, I see what you're saying. Cool or hot? Um, um, I mean, they cool, were hot, dumb. They were pretty. D- I mean, aren't all teenage boys pretty yes. dumb? Yes, yes, <laughs> yes they're they pretty dumb. Um, did yeah, they when come I look up to you in the hallway, it, or just like, "Hey, Beth, um, I got this on DVD. I'm gonna put it in my computer. <laughs> if you want to come over, I don't know. <laughs> I got some inflatable furniture. That was big. That was I don't big. even I some, remember uh, Totino's party pizzas. I'm gonna throw in the oven. <laughs> Oh, Beth, it's fine either way. If you don't um, want to come, it's cool. I know you're busy. We're like gonna doing drink um, white Russians, but <laughs> not really. White Russians. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's just, just milk. We'll be drinking milk. I know you're probably busy doing the band and being nationally honored, but if yeah. you want to come over, um, and you're swimming so good. <laughs> oh my god! I gotta go just, to Beth. Just sweating, just sweat pouring down his head. I don't. I don't remember it happening. Any that of way. that happening? I, okay. No, I feel like I was more of like, I want boys to like me. Please yeah. like me so much. I'm gonna watch this movie with you. Yeah. <laughs> but then I ended up really liking it, and then I yeah, and then I went through and watched all the Coen Brothers movies because like without the boys, I, without the boys, because I take that I thought, boys. I didn't know. I didn't know until about that time that the Coen Brothers were from the same city that I'm from, ah. and so in all the movies, there's like a little like Minnesota or St. Louis Park, mm-hmm. like shout out. And mm-hmm. so that was kind of fun to watch for. I don't remember what, I'll have to look out for it. You tell me there's a Minnesota or St. Louis Park shout out in this movie, The Big Lebowski? I mean, probably somewhere. It takes place in rag- Los Angeles, California. Yeah. I mean, like sure, in the, I think it's in the Hudsucker Proxy. Uh-huh. Um, That's a good one. Like when all the kids, there's a scene where all the kids run out of run out of the school, and the school that they run out of is called Cedar Manor, which is a St. Louis Park school. So there's just like uh, little like things like okay. that, little yeah. Easter eggs. Easter eggs, yeah. Well, we will count on the original cinephile Beth Ooh. to identify those for us. Oh, <laughs> wow. Wow, 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 wow. I'll keep my um, eyes peeled. This is also, I think, the movie. I think this was the movie that I think people of my generation were to learn that like Jeff Bridges is like kind of a goofy dude. Cause yeah. I feel like a lot of the other movies he was in around this time were much more earnest. Like he play more like serious dudes, you know, around this time. And then in this movie, yeah. he's like much more goofy, which he was like pretty goofy when he was younger. Like some of his younger, when he was like earlier movies, like he's sort of just like, kind of like proto dude i mean he himself as a real person is basically the dude with like more ambition yeah Yeah. so two two fun facts and or urban myths Mm. about this movie that i know um one (laughs) uh jeff bridges almost didn't do this movie because he was not a pot smoker Mm -hmm. and was worried about being such a stoner and like Asked his mom if it was cool. What? And then also, because he's such a professional, mm-hmm. before most takes, he would ask the Cohen brothers, do you think the dude smoked one before this scene? <laughs> and they would say yes. And then he would rub his knuckles in his eyes to like redden them up. Yeah. 
Oh my gosh, that's amazing. I love I actually it. have a funny Coen Brothers and Pot story. Please. Um, so we probably won't watch A Serious Man for Totes Recall, but that's another Coen Brothers movie, and mm-hmm. that takes place in like a St. Louis Park-esque town. And so yeah. they did a lot of the casting locally. And one of my brother's friends is in the movie. He's like the kid's um, best friend. Did he sell weed to the Coen Brothers? <laughs> <laughs> I wish he did. Uh-oh. But they, they um, there's a scene where they get high in the bathroom at mm-hmm. school. And um, so the Coen brothers had to teach them both how to hold it, like, you know, with their <laughs> pinky and, or uh, what is this, pointer and thumb instead yeah. of like you would hold a cigarette because they both were holding it like old timey cigarettes. Yeah. <laughs> and so I just think that's a really funny story that um, the Coen brothers taught him how to smoke pot. Aw. Cute. It's awesome. Hey, what year do we think? Oh, boy. We know pre-2000. Oh. Right. Dan. I'm going to say 90. Nine, my favorite movie year. Yeah. I'll say huh. 98. I'm also going to say 98. I'll say 97 to keep it spicy. Yeah, very love spicy. It. That's um, a hot tamale. Oh, Dan. Mamma mia. That is a spicy meatballs. <laughs> I got it. No, we all got <laughs> it. People say hot I mean, tamale. People yeah. say hot tamale. Tamales are hot. Tamales Steamed. can be hot. Like crazy. Yeah. And that big pot. And you can spice them up depending on the recipe. They're also oh, a good yeah. movie candy. Oh. oh that I mean, those ones are for sure hot in the sense that they're flavored in a way to be. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. is hot. Mm-hmm. So the Big Lebowski, they mostly yeah. <laughs> don't, I think they mostly just eat. Do they eat anything? Does anyone eat in this movie or are they just drinking? They just drink. They drink um, Russians. I, I don't know. I can't picture any food. like is donnie eating something at the bowling alley or anything they, get, they have to be someone's eating, eating something. fries at some point okay sure quite bet someone's eating fries great I love there's it. a moment when john goodman and um jeff bridges are sitting at a bar okay and john goodman is like do you need a toe i can go get you a toe right now <laughs> right oh. and i think he's eating something and that's nice. okay and people order lingonberry pancakes Oh, right. They eat. That's yeah. got to be the, the nod. The, the, Europeans, the Europeans eat. Yeah, Germans. Yeah, the German Islands. Oh, they're German. Cool. I think so. I don't know. We'll, oh, Hollywood we'll German. Out. I'll let you know if that's German or not. Wow. She would this also have exciting. the Ingeborg pancake. Yeah. Uh, oh, Dan's bet. I will get way more of the references to the first Gulf War in this movie at this age than I did when I saw it as a teen. Oh, yeah. That was another theory I heard, that it was about the Gulf War mm. somehow. Great. An allegory. It was sure. allegorical for the allegorical oh war. Oh, oh my wow. God. You should edit that to make it sound you really quit. cool and clever. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's possible. <laughs> I <don't know. laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, I, I feel like, yeah, I feel like there's a lot of things that I'm going to understand more and enjoy more now, yes. especially like I was very uncomfortable with anything sexual that was because I was at a, a, a thing with boys. Right. And I was like, this yeah. is very, un- I think, are there boobs in this? Yes. Are there what? Are there boobs? boobs. Oh, boobs. I think you said boots. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> People wearing boots Aren't in this? are there boobs in the dream sequence? I, I, think, think, I think in the dream sequence. I think there's some nudity. I think there's okay. what? There's a sketch of a dude with a giant dong. Okay. Still, oh, Ew. Dan's so bad. Any, any Hold on. nudity Real made quick. me very uncomfortable. 
Real quick, Dan's bet, that joke that Dan just referenced will probably still be my favorite joke in the entire movie. <laughs> it's really good. All right. That, sorry. I'm sorry to interrupt. No, it's okay. Yeah, I just, I do remember that there was some, I mean, I think it was nudity because I was like, oh my God, this is very uncomfortable yeah. Yeah. that we're all in the same room watching this at the same time. Were there other, yeah. were you the only non-boy? No. Okay. Co-ed party, she said. Yeah, but that, I mean, there's no like threshold other than uh, one <laughs> i got what she's laying down okay. <laughs> mixed fine <laughs> multiples of both uh do we speaking of boobs do we think this will pass the bechdel wall <laughs> oh my god this is the worst transition of all time well i mean i'm just saying like all we know about Who's this movie is that julianne moore's in it and someone with boobs is also in it do they talk to each other i think Gosh. i think it will because i think wait so bunny is with the N- nihilist, right? Nihilist. I don't think so. I think they no, think she's she with the nihilist. Herself. Yeah. Oh, she's just on a vacay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, maybe not. Are what there? Okay. So, and then it's like the, there are three of them, and two are men, and one is Amy Mann. <laughs> yes. Oh, okay. yeah. That is Amy Mann. Yeah. Is it? Cool. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> um. Yeah. I don't know. Like I don't, I don't know, know if, if Julian be... Moore has like an assistant. She has an assistant. Okay. She has that dude that and she's she might... cackling about music with. Yeah. Mm. I'm gonna I'm gonna say yes. I'm going to say no. I'm also going to say no. Oh, I would want to I'm going to say yes purely out of love for Beth and hope. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I I don't know, man. And I feel like that was part of the reason I didn't I came to this movie pretty late is cuz it felt like such a dude heavy movie. Mm-hmm. Like and I'm sure the dude. culture around it didn't yeah. help uh, sway you from that perception. Exactly. And the more like amped up white dudes got about it, the yeah. less amped up I felt. So, right. Oh yeah. yeah, this is a big white dude energy movie. Mm-hmm. And I like, am, well, maybe it's the second half thought, but I'll preview it for now. Ooh, teaser. Um, <laughs> uh, I wonder if this movie is at all parallel, but maybe lesser than in the same way that like Fight Club is like a good movie, but terrible people like it. Mm-hmm. Is The Big Lebowski also like a good movie that there's terrible people that like and connect with? I don't know. It might just be, we can talk about this more in the second half, but it might just be like, it might not necessarily be as terrible people as like getting to Fight Club too hard. It might just be like annoying people. Yeah, like a different (laughs) kind of bad people like connect with this movie. I I mean, there are definitely people who quote it too much Mm -hmm. or like kind of try to take on the dude's persona. They're like, I'm gonna be the dude now. I see. So the dude, so the dude is the project mayhem of this movie. Yeah, basically, like white dudes. Seventy percent of my friend group in college. Yeah, we're really trying to lay down some dude vibes. Right. Like so, basically, like twenty-something white dudes take the wrong message from the movie and try to emulate the wrong part of it. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, I'm gonna drink white Russians now, and just not give a shit, and get like one of those carpet. E and say hoodies. stuff like the dude abides. Yeah, I've heard that plenty. Ooh, oh, uh, fun! This is a fun game that we should try to play when we watch the movie because I remember this being a thing. We should try to keep track of how many times the dude says a line that is someone else's line. Like, there's definitely moments in this movie where he's so lazy that he just repeats something that he heard someone else say. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, to like try to make a point and sound smart. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. There is a super cut of 
every time that they say fuck in this movie. Okay. And it is like three minutes long. <laughs> is it mostly John Goodman? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he's a uh, best he, bet. He swears up a storm. God, he is amazing in this movie. Like, it's so, well, it's so funny because like you think about, he's another one of those guys where like around the time, at least in his career, I feel like most people were just like, oh, yeah, he's the dad from Roseanne, right? Yeah. Like, he pops up in other stuff, but, like, I feel like this was, like, the first time in that era of his career where he was just really just, like, this incredibly... Like, he really used his mass in that way, you know what I mean? Because he's done that in other movies where he sort of, like, exploits the fact that he can be a very intimidating presence if mm-hmm. he chooses to be. Yeah. But he doesn't always play a character like that. But in this one, it's very much just like, oh, this dude is just like a ticking time bomb that could crush you with his bare hands. He does that a lot. That's like a common Cobro mo. What? What? <laughs> Try again. Cohen Brothers move. Okay. okay. A giant dude? John Goodman. Uh, John Goodman. Oh. He's what? He's like the Cyclops in yes. yeah, Oh, Brother, we're almost... out there. Isn't he like, is he like the devil in Barton Fink? Am I getting that Ooh, wrong? I... That movie, I don't remember Molly, that Molly, do you want to talk about something else while the cinephiles have a conversation? Oh, right. Well, yeah. I did notice that one of the cinephiles said, Oh, brother, where art there? Instead yeah, of, I heard oh, brother, that too. Oh, brother, where Yeah. Wow, 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 wow. So wow. I'm just really wondering if he's seen all of those movies yes. and do I have to? I have. That's really... <laughs> and I just want to clarify for our listeners, the fact that Dan went and watched that list and now refers to himself as a cinephile <laughs> is objectionable to me, mostly because I feel peer pressure that I'm eventually going to have to do the same thing and I'm so mad. Man, <laughs> but like, I can tell you, I will say right now, on pod that like my wife and I have like really dropped the ball on doing this in any sort of like <laughs> expedient way. Yeah. That's a relief. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause I just, and actually a lot of those movies are depressing and I don't want to watch them. Yeah. they Yeah. Are. And a lot of them are real racist. I'm yeah, sure they are. <laughs> like if you want to watch movies with blackface, yeah. watch the AFI top 100. Yeah. Hey. But at least the new one that we're watching doesn't have birth of a nation on it. Chaching. Yeah. Yep. Progress is slow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm just going to wait for the new 100 to come out. I'm yeah, it'll probably, it years. Yeah, it'll, it'll probably just be, be like, good. it'll be like Frozen and <laughs> whatever <laughs> made the most money. And I was hoping that they were going to come out with a new one because they came out with 2010, right? Was it the last one? I think so. Seven. Oh, okay. No big deal. Oh my God. <laughs> Uh, I've been told by many of our listeners that this is a great bit that Dan has pulled off, but I can say, I think I agree with Molly, that from within the show, it's incredibly irritating. <laughs> well, I do it all for the fans, so thank you, fans. You supported me in this journey uh-huh. that you didn't know was happening. Yes. <laughs> well, and I feel like we gave it short shrift when you first announced it, in part I because feel like it was that so was... unbelievable. No, and it was so, like, so, like quietly introduced to like, <laughs> there was no fanfare at all oh i've also seen that yeah i believe i sang the vanga boys after i had announced it we'll check the tapes <laughs> yeah check the hashtag tape tapes hashtag the vanga bus is coming uh-huh to the afi 100 100 stops 100 buses <laughs> that's so stupid <laughs> <laughs> Molly, what should we rate this movie that we're talking about, The Big Lebowski? Yes, that we've been exclusively uh, talking about this entire time. 
It's been uh, really good. Uh, we're going to rate it in terms of cool proto-dudes. Cool proto-dudes? Yep. Okay. Like so oh. that's like that's like your friend, Sean, who like lives down the hall in the dorm, who's just like wearing a robe <laughs> all the time. And like carrying around milk with ice in it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Asked if he can roll one. And like, it's not, (laughs) he's not like a bad guy or like really doing anything that's actually harmful, but you're also just like, oh, fuck, Sean's coming over. (laughs) He substituted drug use for a personality. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Okay. I love it. Uh, Do I usually go? Yes. (laughs) Oh, oh, boy. (laughs) Yeah. Um, okay, I remember really liking this movie, as we've discussed. Uh, I remember, I'm worried, though, that, like, even though I haven't even seen it that much, and I haven't really, like, allowed myself to be too inundated with the culture that is surrounding this movie, I'm also worried that it's going to be, like, not as good as I remember it. Maybe because it's dated, or maybe because... I don't know. They've just made a lot of more, like they've made several more movies since they made this movie. And maybe like, they'll be like the roots of their artistry in it, but it'd also be like, eh, I guess it's just okay. Uh, so I'm going to give it a cowardly three <gasps> proto dudes. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Oh, I thought you were going to do at least four. Wow. Well, I did too. When we first started recording, <laughs> but then you remind me how annoying the culture around it is. And I'm worried that maybe it's more inherent to the movie than I think it is. Fair. Wow. Um, I think Beth goes next. Yes. I have high hopes for this movie. I think the cast is amazing. I think the uh, directing is amazing and everything about it is amazing. So I'm going to say five. Wow. Yes. Wow, wow. Yeah. Me also... Also what? five. Oh. <laughs> Me also five. Um, <laughs> I I I don't think I also said this, but I I probably haven't seen this movie in quite a while either. You know, I, I saw it in college. No big deal. Wow. Um, and then watched it a bunch over the next few years, and then I don't I haven't really rewatched movies. So, um, okay. I've got uh, like mean. a he's like too a busy hint. checking off movies yeah. on the list. <laughs> Cinephile. Wow. Cinephile.com list. (laughs) Um, So there's like a, there's like a little tickle of a worry in the back of my brain that something's going to go awry. Um, But I'm still being bold as a bee. (laughs) What? Wow. (laughs) And giving it five. What kind of bee? (laughs) Uh, uh, Bumblebee. The boldest bee there is. I think it's interesting. You think that's the bold? Hold on. You think a bumblebee (laughs) is the boldest bee? Yeah, it's got a big old butt, and it's just like bzzz oh around. God, no. It's the loudest. You're... That's bold. What about the murder hornet? Yeah. That's a hornet. I mean, that's, yeah, but there's also Africanized bees. Okay, that's I'm sure there's racist. a better term for that. Is it? I don't know. Is there a better term for it? I have no idea. It's either racist or the coverage around it is racist. Mm. Yeah, that's probably more what it is. Well, I can't believe you didn't say proto-cool dudes. No, pro- cool proto-dudes. Yeah. Because yeah. there's nothing cooler than a cool proto dude. Yeah. Five but I was talking cool. about being bold. Oh, I get it. Okay, B is, B is good. That was really good. With that <laughs> Bumblebee reference. Yeah. Hey, my favorite Transformer. So, oh. hey, is it my turn uh, to rate this, this movie? Wh- <laughs> <fun> why? <laughs> I why mean, what? I don't want to get too deep into it, but why Bumblebee? He's the one that can't talk. <laughs> yeah, but he uses but he, like pop culture music. references and music and stuff. That's oh, fun. so charming. He's like a mixtape? Yeah. Yeah, he's like a love letter every time he talks. Oh. He's a girl talk? 
Yeah, he's what? like Girl Talk. Oh, yeah, he remixes a bunch of popular <laughs> yeah. songs. Okay. And, yep. yep, there you have it. Okay, I accept. Uh, I, I am going to give it three and a half. Mm. Wow. Cool proto dudes. Because um, it's a step up from being right in the middle. Yes. And that's where I feel. Because, yes, because I know how much other people love this movie, but I also know myself. And <laughs> I know, <laughs> I don't know, maybe I was just a jerk around the time that I watched this, but I remember feeling like it just wasn't for me. Mm. You uh, know, that it was for a lot of people, but not for me. And I didn't yeah. have that same kind of nostalgic rooting. So, yeah, okay, three, three, uh, three and a half. I'll go three and a half. Great. And with that, we're going to press pause and go watch The Big Lebowski. Um, um, uh, um, Hello, listeners. It's me, Beth Gibbs, from the podcast you're listening to, here to tell you about something called a phone. Wow. Now, if you, <laughs> wow. If you want to use your telephone, you might have one in your pocket or in a purse or maybe sitting on your nightstand next to your bed. It's also an alarm clock. Phones are different things than they were when I was a child. <laughs> I'm falling apart. Okay. So here's what I have to tell you is we have a phone number now. Yes. So ah. one of the like things that we hear the most from people is that they yell at their phones or whatever you're listening to your podcast on whenever they listen to our oh. podcast, because we are often quite wrong about things. Yep. <laughs> so our phone number, you can call and leave a message and tell us something that you might have been like, hey, dummies, this is what's <laughs> true about this. Or maybe you're like, hey, I, I love you so much and I just wanted to tell you. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe you have something related to the episode. Like, for example, this episode, The Big Lebowski, maybe you have a special story that has to do with the movie that you wanted to share with us. So. If or if you you've have, just met Jeff Bridges, I would love to hear oh, that story. Yes, oh. please tell us yeah, about the time you met Sam Jeff Bridges. Elliot. Any of Both them, really. Both those things. Or if you just haven't had a chance to use your keypad in a long time. Yeah. You yeah. know? <laughs> just dial it in, see what happens. Yeah. yeah. So if you give us a call, call us at 612-208-9788. You can leave us a message at any time and maybe we'll play it on the podcast. Ooh. Ooh. And maybe not. I don't know what we're going to do with it, but we do want to hear your responses. I mean, as long <laughs> yes. as you don't say anything stupid, we'll push yeah, you on don't the Yeah, don't say anything dumb. <laughs> How did we I, turn into sports radio? <laughs> so what our, our real plan is that you're going to call us and then we'll make fun of you on the next episode. No. <laughs> what? That's no. not true. Or, or go, well, that's a good story. What? Oh. Keith? <laughs> Keith, you can call us if you want. It's fine. Keith, give us a call. Or who's our... Damn, who's our best listener? I don't know. Listener, we got Susan. Someday, call us up with the listener that we made up a couple episodes ago (laughs) and riffed about. I can't remember her name or what the circumstances were. (laughs) Oh yeah, I don't either. But let us know. I feel like this has maybe gone off the rails. I just want to clarify for everyone that we really genuinely want to hear from you. And we will yes. not make fun of you because no. we're not like that. I mean, if we were going to make some fun of something, we would have made a lot more fun of Phantom Menace. And I think we were pretty kind to that movie. It's true. Really? But I haven't heard it recently. Anyway, we <laughs> appreciate you and we'd love to hear from you. What is that number again, Beth? The number is 612-208-9788. Wow, I can't wait to hear from all of you. Call us today. Beep. Um. Um. Uh, uh, um. Um.
back. We just hit pause. Then there was a tornado warning. Then some time passed. Then we watched one hour and 59 minutes of The Big Lebowski, which was really a lot of like white dude stuff and iconic. Then about 24 hours passed and uh-huh. then we logged back on to finish the podcast. <laughs> yes. Wow. That is wow. true. There Great was summary. no tornado near us, it turns out. Right? But yeah. it was the threat was, there was real. High warning of one. There was, there was high a warning. Winds. Like 60 Some miles an hour. I went to power. my basement. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, not some people in our podcast, I don't think. No. Residents of our city that we no. call home. Yes. Minneapolis lost power. I didn't. I was very sad I didn't grab a belt um, to <laughs> oh. Twister style save myself <laughs> right. from the tornado. Right. That's like the main takeaway That's from that main. movie. Yeah. yeah. Always I do know where my pipe is. So. <laughs> oh, <laughs> your belt pipe? Uh, yes, my belt pipe. Yes. Not the belt, but the pipe. Yeah. I, I guess really... I know what belt I'd use, but it's on the second floor. I should keep right. a belt. You should just in the keep basement. put it yeah. attached. Okay, quick PSA for everybody listening <laughs> and for me, and per- me to internalize. Yeah. Go down to your basement, select, <laughs> figure out the strongest pipe yeah. available. Then get yourself a nice, solid, high-quality belt and just leave it down there, mm-hmm. yeah. easily accessible near the pipe. Yep. Mm-hmm. I mean, pre-attach it, I guess, right? I guess, why would you? I guess. Um, in all, so if anyone's curious, we're talking about an episode of Twister oh, yeah. where we got <laughs> Go pretty obsessed with Helen Hunt's use of a basic belt to save her own life. Um, we we were pretty hard on that movie. Uh, Check it out at totesrecall.com. slash that Twister episode. Nope, pretty sure that's not. <laughs> that's the URL? <laughs> that <laughs> Twister episode? <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's, that's not uh, the URL. <laughs> Zero four five that Twister episode some hyphens. Wow, it's probably blog slash Twister at the end. Oh, Oh, that's that's very cool. mm -hmm. Hey, you know what would be fun? What our award winning segment? Oh, oh, sixty second summary. Six six um as it's known in the parlance of the times. (laughs) The parlance of our times. Six six um. I don't, in the parlance of my life, I don't remember who uh, did it last, and I volunteered to do it. Okay. That sounds great. Great. You're uh, notoriously bad at it, so oh, I'm God, sure the you. fans are ready for <laughs> it. Okay. Also, it's been 24 it's hours, been 20. so it should be really interesting. <laughs> yep. Okay, are you ready? I'm putting uh, putting 60 seconds on the clock. Okay. And okay. go. We open on uh, Tumbleweeds and Sam Elliott describing the dude, I think. And it's a story about the dude in Los Angeles. Uh, the dude is drinking half and half in a Ralph's. That's that's the first part of the movie. Um, <laughs> he goes home. He gets his rug pissed on. And that is the inciting incident. He goes to the other Lebowski's house. The dude is named Lebowski. So is another guy who appears to be rich. He tries to get a rug. He 30 succeeds seconds. in getting the rug. And that leads down some twists and turns <laughs> with a kidnap plot. Was she kidnapped? Turns out, no. There's a pornographer. There's the police chief of Malibu. There's <laughs> gunfights, fire. And in the end... 10 seconds. I... Don't remember how it ends, except he abides. Donnie dies, dude abides. Wow. <laughs> Holy oh, shit. Wow. <laughs> wow. The amount of detail you go into at the beginning is 
Yeah, it's such a like it's such a pendulum swing. <laughs> I can remember. I can remember. I feel like maybe it's my uh, cinephile superpower. We all get one once we've unlocked the AFI the top one hundred, and Where mine just, is mm-hmm. remembering the opening of movies. Yeah, and then from there, just like fully blackout on the rest of details. <laughs> What's your cinephile superpower, Beth? Um, I'm able to recall. Um, who uh, who the transportation captain was in every film. <laughs> oh, I see. Very cool. Very impressive. But never ask me because I can't say it out loud. Yeah. Ah, you just know. Yep. Huh. Well, yeah, I thought it was a great summary. I <laughs> feel you. like there's Thank a you. lot yeah. to talk about with this movie. Yeah. I feel like there's actually, they pack a lot in. And honestly, yeah. I f- here's what I think happened. I think the Cohen brothers sat down together and they were like, we're each going to challenge each other to include something in the script. Mm. And they just started like, they started something easy, like men versus women and then religion and then nihilism and then life and then death. And they just kept going and they were like, and we'll frame it around bowling. Go. I think that, they sat down and said, okay, we're going to try to write our challenge to each other is to try to write the stupidest noir in the history of film. <laughs> That's how I perceive this movie. Yeah. yeah. Success. Yeah. And, and then maybe they had, as they were going, they got real high and had the conversation that you just described, Molly. <laughs> Oh, man. As they were fleshing out the second draft. Real quick about the dream tickets. We bet that's where the boobs took place, mm. and they did not. Well, Correct. yes. Don't they, were, bo- don't the sequences both start with that woman being thrown up in the trampoline thing? No. I thought that was just happening was, at Jackie Treehorn's. Correct. Oh, okay. So it's not part of the dream sequence. It's, it's just, just so adjacent. it's just so burned into your brain, Beth, yeah. because you were so uncomfortable with those <sighs> so young, with those boys. It in was that so uncomfortable. I mean, as then, I was watching it, I was like, "Yeah, I can see why I was uncomfortable with this." Oh yeah, mm. and even those just are, the bowling pin inserting itself between two bowling balls. You know, honestly, mm. probably didn't even catch it. I was oh. in high school at that point, and I didn't even catch that. That's how yeah, right. much my brain was not in that mode. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, I was. Yeah, that was definitely would have been uncomfortable in a co-ed situation. Mm-hmm. I mean, the first boobs are just a glance at Mods as yeah. she turns. I was like, well, that's not too bad. Yeah. But then there's a lot more uh, topless. There's a lot of nudity. Parachute. Mean. Yes. Yeah. And just a a guy who's like just so into that parachute like yeah i mean that guy was, crushed his role of being yeah, like holy shit this is happening to me <laughs> yeah and also like i'm probably just loaded on something yeah 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 and whatever was in that caucasian hey, am i right yeah so that's uh boob talk our <laughs> ongoing question mark <laughs> segment I, I here on toad's big Call. question mark big question mark I, yes. um Speaking of boobs, I wanted to talk about men. Okay. <laughs> Great transition. Do you want to? This is me, maybe, uh, just con- making you admit that you took shitty notes. Do you want a quick run through our bets from the first? Oh, time? sure, sure, sure. I took <laughs> shitty notes. Um, here is the extent of the bets I wrote down. Great. From I'm, a day I'm excited. Ago. One hot soundtrack. Yes. Yes. Confirmed. Confirmed. Uh, it came out. Uh, in the year 1998, which means Beth and also Dan were correct. Boom. There you go. Boom. This precedes The Matrix and Office Space by one year. <laughs> For those that remember, 
two of my favorite movies that came out in 1999. Thank you for that uh, <laughs> reference point. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Also, Molly, this takes place after you were born. <laughs> oh, thank you. Presumably. Clarifying. Yeah, all four, yeah. yes. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, Molly bet that whereas the theme um, of past, present, and future represented by the our three primary bowlers mm-hmm. characters, mm-hmm. Um, I guess that's a longer discussion. We'll get into it. Mm-hmm. Um, Molly also bet that there was a robe, a rug, and a toe. Crushed it. Yes, Crushed it. True. You're welcome. There was a Eastern European... Kidnapping? Well, sure. Is Germany? I don't know. I mean, Eastern we're European? in Germany. Huh? Is it Eastern Germany? What does Eastern European even mean yeah. in the post-Soviet era of 1990-whatever? That's true. Confirmed they speak German also. Oh, thank you. Confirmed German. But then um, they don't? I don't know. What? I don't Dine know. Cobble? I just, I just felt like maybe... Okay, I speak Hollywood German, so it's not as good as like a fluent German speaker. But yeah. when they're in the restaurant and they're like ordering stuff, I'm like, I don't know if that's actually German or just kind of made up Mumbly. things. Yeah. I understood the German in log jamming. Uh-huh. When he said Dinah Cobble, <laughs> I was like, the cable. Uh-huh. Very I got good. you, Carl Hungus. Very, Very good. good. Yes. Yeah. Um, I mean, where's Peter Stormer from? Stormer? Is he German? No, I don't he's think Swedish. So. I the think internet says he's Swedish. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, never mind. Yeah. Um, okay, three more notes I had. Uh, right. Bunny was never abducted. True. 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 Uh, everyone crushes it. True. Absolutely, mm-hmm. a thousand percent true. true. Yeah. And true. fries, which I believe was my bet that someone ate fries. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I don't think that came true. I don't think so. I think even when they were coming back from In-N-Out, I think we only saw burgers, right? Yeah. Yep. And those fries are good. Mm. As a native Californian, oh. um, I can attest to the deliciousness of In-N-Out burger. I mean, Donnie was taking up the whole back seat, so there might have been some fries back there somewhere, but we don't know. Yeah. We'll never know. They cut them right there at the restaurant. Oh, for Pete's sake. They got. They put the potato, they got a little like drill press looking thing. Uh-huh. They put the potato in and... Fresh fries. Fries. Do you, do you request how many potatoes of fries you get? <laughs> Ooh, no, but they come in a basket. They put them in a. Uh, oh my they God. put them in the basket, and then they then they overflow it to make you feel like you got more. You're like a hot for deal. your money, but it's like also hard to keep hold of. Oh, it's just know? like Mar- uh, sweet Martha's cookies. Yeah, yeah. or yeah. Five Guys burgers and fries. Yeah, everybody. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I guess it's not specific to California anymore, then, is it? Ooh. Boom! 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 Ooh. Boom! Boom! <laughs> Boom, boom, boom. You okay. suck, Dan. Your childhood is not valued. How dare you? Uh, quick in and out story. Uh, I and, and movie out related. Family yeah. restaurant. In and out family restaurant. Yeah. Um, I went and saw a movie with my friends, my high school friends. Breaking. Uh, no big deal. I had friends in high school. Um, and then we were like, let's all go get in and out afterwards. Uh-huh. And Because you could do that because you grew up in California. Because I could do that. I had a car. Mm-hmm. No big deal. Um, and it was literally, it's you jump on the highway, you go one stop, you get off, there it is. Mm-hmm. I It took me 20 minutes. I got so lost. <laughs> I got there as everybody was finishing and still ordered and like kind of through social pressure made everybody stay till I finished. Oh, wow. <laughs> and I was... Incredibly embarrassed. I have a terrible sense of direction. I've definitely done that more than one time. Um, yeah. yeah, I won't go into my my uh, 
bored by my own story. Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> That's just passed out. Okay. Better bike. Ooh, I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, but I wanted to talk about men. Mm-hmm. Yes. Typical. It's the only note I wrote during the <laughs> watching of the movie. Did you write just in it. like literally just men? I just wrote like men. the word men <laughs> in yes. a notebook. Yes. Um, and uh, so we talked in the first half about how this movie was maybe just for white men. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then and then um, I was mulling over that as I watched. Um, and then also kind of, and this is not a new thought, both definitely not a new thought for the world and not even a new thought for dummy old me mm-hmm. of like, oh, like this is a great movie made by and for men, mm-hmm. white men. And I can appreciate that. But like, that's too bad that this is most movies. Right. <laughs> yeah. And like, what if what if women or like people of color were making movies that were this good, but like about them, we'd have more good movies. Right, exactly. Because like the the field's too wide on the white mm-hmm. men making movies about white men. And maybe this is one of the best ones and it would still rise to the top in an equal playing field. But and I was like, wow. Hey, man. Hey, man. White supremacy is a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so is the patriarchy. You should do something about that. Yeah, right? Yeah, probably. Anyway, mind if I do a J? That's <laughs> <laughs> a bummer, man. That's a real bummer. That's a real bummer. Yeah. But I, I, yeah, so I kind of agree. Like, this is a movie for a specific kind of white man. Well, and and it, it does great at that. It sure does. Yes. And can we talk about the women in this movie for just a second? Like, yeah, absolutely. we can talk about it for I multiple mean, seconds if you want. Well, I don't, want, I don't want to take up too much space as a <laughs> woman. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for your pre-apology. <laughs> Uh, so Julianne Moore is so incredible. And also, P.S., this was a Precious. time when I think she was naked in almost every movie that came out around this time. There was a lot huh. of, huh. yeah, I guess I'm thinking mostly of uh, movies that are too painful to try to conjure up right now. Just trust me. There was a lot of it. And, okay. you know, in this, she plays this very proper, aggressive, high class. Oh, and there's a lot of classism stuff in this, right? Mm-hmm. It's pretty mm-hmm. overt. Um it, but sort of like the uptight, hyper-intellectual feminist mm-hmm. who um, is such a feminist that she feels like she doesn't need men to the point where she only wants the dude's sperm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then in contrast to that, you have Bunny, who is sort of a vapid, vacant person obsessed with sex and impressing guys with sex. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the woman on the trampoline. Mm-hmm. And I think... That might represent all the women. And to me, this is no different than the old Betty Veronica dynamic. Like, it is much more beautifully done. It's a beautifully uh, done movie. But it it's just using these women to demonstrate different facets of some pretty shallow ideas. Mm-hmm. Whereas, if you think about the trio of the dude, Walter, and Donnie... In some ways, there are three facets of like at least one male psyche. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it kind of gets into it a little bit, and then the police kind of represent their thing. I don't know, man. It was just it was it was sad to me because I love the Coen Brothers, and this movie was so well done. And there was one moment where the setup for the shot, like all the shots are beautiful. After a while, it just washes over you. But there was this mm-hmm. one shot, and I think it was just in the bowling alley of like the paper, and like the score score sheet. And I was like, holy crap, that is beautiful and exquisitely done. Mm-hmm. And they paid so much attention 
to everything on this one shot that's going to last for two seconds. And you have these women characters who are bullshit. And they had brilliant actors playing them. And Mm. I just like... I know patriarchy, this is a movie made in 1998, whatever, but it is frustrating that it's kind of the best case scenario in a lot of ways. And it comes up really short in this area, I think. I don't know. I like, I feel weird about it, about saying that it's made for men. Cause like, I really like this movie. So does that mean that I, I don't know, like, I don't know how I, I haven't, I don't have a full thought about this because I, I do feel like I really do like this movie. But I do agree that like I I wish that the now watching it like again how how long ago was this made twenty years ago now twenty yeah, two twenty two years ago I think we're way more I mean, of course we are way more aware of it that the women are not as like they're not fleshed out characters I guess what I'm saying is that like I think I'm struggling with like oh can I not enjoy art that was like made for a different audience so I think. Like made for men is sort of a shorthand for like made without actively considering the perspective of anyone else. <laughs> so like they're not necessarily like there's definitely I mean there are definitely directors who are just like, fuck yeah, making a movie for me that I want. We're gonna get hot chicks and we're gonna do cool stuff and who cares? And then like the Coens at least you can tell they're at least trying to make interesting films. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're still like just too you know, middle-class white dudes from a certain generation. You know what that reminds me of, Dan? Yes. It reminds me of an early TBS movie tagline. <laughs> okay. Movies for guys who like movies. Oh. oh, yeah. Yeah. I remember that. I remember that. And it was basically a, an admission that mm. most of the viewership of TBS was men, and the prevailing logic was that women would watch whatever the man in their house were watching, but men would actively resist watching whatever yeah. women were watching, right? The whole chick flick as a term of derision. I haven't finished my story, Dan, Sorry. and if you interrupt me. <laughs> <laughs> so when a new head of the network, so the guy who headed up TNT took over TBS, and mm. one of the first things he did was change that tagline because he's like, what are we telling our viewers except... We have a channel for guys and then women who are willing to tolerate guys who are watching a show, a channel for guys. Like, mm. no. And, and then someone in that boardroom was like, holy shit, and ran out, quit their job, and started Spike <laughs> TV. Uh, yeah, I was going to say that exact same thing. Ugh. <laughs> um, Dan, do you want to finish whatever your thought you started while interrupting Molly, or do you want me to go? Oh, yeah. I was going <laughs> to interrupt and talk over Molly to agree with her. Um, I was also going to do that, to be clear. In that, um, yeah, I was just, I was like realizing again what a, uh, what a cultural standard it was to like talk shit about uh, quote unquote women's movies, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. chick flicks specifically, right? Yeah. And like, like it's such a trope for a dude to be like, oh, fuck. My lady wants to watch a goddamn Rob Cobb right. chick flick. Oh, I guess I'll do it because then we're going to fuck. <laughs> I feel like we are just, I feel like just in the last couple of years are we starting to like finally, as a like just broader culture, engage with that like fake tautology. Like I feel like we're just now starting to break down this like just 
internalized concept that like ultimately filmmaking is for men like both the act of filmmaking and the yeah. consumption of it because there's yeah. definitely there's definitely still that like kind of just running through our society i feel like like you can just see it like there's so many dudes i mean just look at fucking youtube like there's so many dudes who just like put up videos of, like here's a 90 minute rant about my personal opinion about a movie framed as if it was the absolute objective truth about a film yeah <laughs> and there's so many of them and it's usually them responding to this very unfortunately gradual change that's occurring in our society like people lost their fucking minds and probably ruined the YouTube algorithm forever because they gave a lady a lightsaber in the new Star Wars movies, you know? Yeah. Or like the or fact like that the Wonder Woman ghosts. movie made money. Yeah. And was pretty good. It was good. Oh, Wonder Woman was great. Mm, good action movie. Yeah. One of the best <laughs> in a in a run of not very good movies in the DC universe. Mm. Yeah. Yep. Wonder Woman shines. Still a terrible right third act like all of them, though. A in my opinion. golden lasso. Huh? Oh, it shines bright like a golden lasso. There we go. Got it. She yep. has? Great. Great reference. Uh, uh, go see Wonder Woman 2 at some point. I don't know. It's in yeah. the 80s. I've yeah, seen a trailer. Correct. I don't That's know. Uh, we'll come back to this synergy later, whoever's in charge <laughs> yeah. of that. Yeah, I have no idea who's in charge of that. Um, I also think the Coens, when you actually, I mean, going back to sort of this initial thing we were talking about, like I think that is, I think that is a valid criticism of most of their body of work, right? Like they maybe like they definitely write. Sometimes they will write films that are centered around female characters. Yeah, but not that often, and you know, like I, they can. You, I mean, they definitely like. I mean, I guess this happens with a lot of uh, auteurs, whatever that means to you. Like they are speaking so much from their own personal viewpoint. And if it's two dudes who grew up in the same house, like you're probably going to end up with like as much as they make interesting movies and kind of run through genre and run through stories, like you're still getting like in some ways a very narrow worldview from the fact that it's being made by these two two men who shared such a you know so much of their upbringing was shared experience between the two of them, right? Yeah, and I don't know if they have. I don't know. Like, does uh, does what's her name? Does Fargo Lady like? Does she like watch those movies? Just like, eh, and like give Francis, notes before they release. Thank you. Yes, <laughs> God. Not in this one. No. No, she's not in this one. I was just standard. thinking about. I was just thinking about that because she's. I mean, she's married to one of them. Mm-hmm. I can't remember which one. I mean, but um, like, but she's the main character in Fargo for sure. For sure. Like, and I, she's that character's incredible. She's so mm-hmm. good in that. Although so much of that movie, like so much of the energy of that movie is her basically like just pushing against the force of stubborn men in various forms, you know? Yeah. 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 She's in Burn After Reading too, right? She's. Yes. It's more of an ensemble. Yeah. Wow. Uh, Yeah. 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 Okay. I think part of the, maybe the issue that you come across with their movies is like so many of their. So few of their characters are like boring, normal people, right? So yeah. like so since so much of the cast are just sort of these like absurd caricatures of what a human being could be, that means that like if you have a mostly male cast, 
then you're going to run into Molly's, you know, kind of Molly's experience with this movie where it's just like, oh, these are the only women we get in this movie are these like very specific cartoon characters, essentially, because so much of their movie, like all of their movies, like are mostly popular with cartoon characters, essentially. Yeah. Can, can we talk about the I feel like we've talked about women plenty. Um, <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Thank you. <laughs> Enough of the women. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's get to um, move on. Am I right? Let's get to what the real <laughs> film is about. But but hearing you talk about the characters as caricatures a little bit made mm-hmm. me think more about the dude uh, Walter and Donnie. Yeah. And I um, I feel like my past present future holds up. Yeah. Can you expand on that? Because I sure, was trying to follow along as we watched the movie, yep. but then I well, just got well, distracted by how stupid they are. <laughs> <laughs> well, so Walter, who John mm. Goodman absolutely crushes that character, oh my God. makes shit, him yeah. somehow vulnerable and interesting yeah. while being... Oh, yeah. That was my other men to come back to. Uh, yeah. Dan Jaquette, <laughs> at one point in our uh, movie-watching text chain, he just texted, Walter is the worst. I love him. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. But one thing about Walter is we, we suspect he's pretty deeply embedded in the past because of his ties to Vietnam. But then he's also tied to the past by his ex-wife who's been a divorce from for five years. Mm. Yep. Um, And tied to the past with holding on to Judaism, which person can do, but in Mm -hmm. the context of this character was sort of further evidence of that. So Walter's like the easiest. Yeah. The dude is constantly in the present. Mm -hmm. He really does not think ahead (laughs) that much. Right? Like he's... He's always just wherever he's at. Right. So Which is so funny because, like, I mean, that's part of a lot of the humor of the movie is that, like, it's supposed to be presented as sort of like a private eye story. But, like, he is <laughs> the worst private eye because of that very, re- like, that inherent part of his personality. Yeah. He's always, like, lots of ins, lots of outs, right? Yeah. I guess that's an in and out reference, too. But, um, you know, not able to, to piece it all together in part because he cannot imagine the future. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Donnie, I think, represents both innocence and the future. He definitely represents innocence. Oh, man. Oh, Oh, Donnie. Donnie. So sweet. Fucking Buscemi, man. (laughs) This is also like another, there's like a ongoing joke or theme that Steve Buscemi always dies in movies. Mm. And Mm. this is is one of them. Like in in their movies or just in movies? Just in movies. He often dies. (laughs) Yeah, I guess that's true. Uh, I was I was wondering about like what it was like for him to play that character because he gets oh pretty much cut off anytime he says it's, anything. He <laughs> was so good at it, like his, yeah. just like his delivery and his timing every time was so good. Like, just I don't know. I feel like one of the first things he says that isn't like you know the first thing he says is just like oh, I'm throwing rocks, you know, like he's just like oh yeah he's <laughs> the guy who loves bowling. But I think like yeah. one of the first things he says is just like Lebowski. That's your name, dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that one gets me when when the dude goes like they're gonna have, they're gonna cut off my Johnson. Oh, yeah. I need my Johnson. And he just goes, What do you need that for, dude? <laughs> <laughs> it's just like so spaced out like, but like earnest. Eighty percent of his lines are questions. Yeah. 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 Because oh. the future is a big question mark. We don't know. Well don't oh know. yeah, Molly, please oh, sorry. Expand sure. on the other part of his yeah, absolutely. But I, and I think, you know, adding to what you've said, the moments where he's just doing reaction shots between the two. Oh, my God. It's so just, good. they're just incredible. He's amazing. Um, yeah. But he is also one of the few people who bring up the future, whether it's can we go to In N Out Burger after? Whoa. Or, oh. Walter, are these men going to hurt us? 
Yeah. Oh, right? Andy's the one that tells them about when their next bowling league game is. Like, as he sees the posted schedule. Yeah. He is Molly. the only person who really thinks about the future and really Molly. puts his stuff together. Whoa, 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 you're whoa. Blowing my mind, mind right is now. blown. <laughs> well, you're Good welcome. job. This is a totes approved theory. Yes, I agree. Stamp, Beth, insert rubber stamp sound effect. What does a rubber stamp sound like? I don't know, just like, bam. Or that or that one, that the self-inking one that makes the kind of chunk. Oh, oh yeah, chunk oh. would be good. Yeah. Nice. Oh, no, that's more like a gun. I don't no, know. I don't know. I, uh... I'd buy it. That's right. Yeah, yep, okay. great. Venga boys approved. Uh, yeah, you're blowing my mind right now, Molly. You're right. Yeah, like he yeah. is the only one who, like, of the three of them, he's the only one that ever even acknowledges that like other things are going to occur. <laughs> yeah. Well, the dude says, "I'll be there, man," to the dance cycle. To the what? Yeah. To the landlord's dance quintet. Oh sure. Oh, that is amazing. Which that dude fucking crushes. Oh my god! What a like <sighs> Marty. This, I mean, this is that Marty's. Those kind of characters are definitely like lend. Uh, weight to Molly's premise of how this movie was written, right? Yeah. Where it's just sort of like, it's all, I mean, it, I do wonder if they sort of like, they had like a couple of beats, like they kind of got over, like they got the main beat of the story, and then they're just like, and then, I don't know, and I, you know, they know most of these actors, or at least they seem to, maybe I'm projecting because they've just had so many more movies since they made this one, but I just wonder if like, oh yeah, and then we'll get What's-His-Name to just come in and be this weirdo for one scene. Yeah, and then in that, like, the attention to detail is really good in the set. Whoever is in charge of that is great. Just, like, all those sneakers behind on the steps. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's yeah. It's just, like, so specific and good. Um, like, I, all busted-ass sneakers. It's so great. One of my favorite things about that scene, or the where they go to the dance mm-hmm. recital, is he... They set that up at the beginning of the movie. It's just kind of like a, hey, also you need to pay your rent. Like, yeah. he's, you know, kind of setting up his character. And then that scene is used for, to for like, here's the plan. Here's what's going to happen. Mm. It's like, they're just like sitting there and talking. But because that's happening in the background, it makes the scene more interesting. Yeah. It's just like such perfect filmmaking. My other favorite part, it's kind of weird. But like the, um, what's his name? Totoro. What's John Totoro, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. Jesus. Yeah, like when they're tell when they're talking about him and they do like he's like he has to go to he had to go to all the houses mm. to like he's a pedophile so he has yeah. to like go to all the houses and tell them that he's a sex vendor, and all it shows is him walking up to a house and then he goes he just yeah. inhales and it cuts that, that scene cut and it's so like brilliant. so perfect because mm. you just are like you know exactly how awful and uncomfortable that it, whole interaction is and like. Yeah. You don't need to see anything more. Mm-hmm. Like you just know. And I love the Cohen brothers so much. And it's such a it's such a like it's such a powerful contrast to how he behaves in the bowling alley too, right? Yeah. It's like mm-hmm. seat of power in there. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I would fucking... also like to say this adds to my theory of them just challenging each other with the hardest to include stuff. So right <laughs> after nihilism, someone was like pedophilia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is that is the part where I was like, I don't, is it necessary that that is part of his character? I but... mean, it feels like the right it's the kind of thing that works because it's something that comes out of Walter's mouth. Like it almost yeah. feels like he is just uh I don't know. Like I feel like there are certain like the most absurd there's a, it's sort of this running thing in the movie where like the most absurd caricature side characters are all confirming Walter's incredibly 
flawed worldview, right? Yeah. So like, because he says this shit about everything. Like he talks like yeah. that about everything in his life, but sometimes he's actually right. Like, oh, Jesus Quintana, like, yeah, he's a sex offender. Like, this is a real thing that he knows. Because he's also f- weirdly good at getting personal information from about people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, and, like, he actually, like, one of his best lines is where, at the end, when the nihilists are confronting him, and they're just like, it's not fair. And he's like, fair? Who are the fucking nihilists? It's like, oh, that's actually a really valid point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's so good. Um, he, when they scatter Donnie's ashes. Oh, my God. Um, and he, he, get, he like brings up Nam cause he always does that and he like totally eulogy. fucks it up and then puts, you know, the wind sweeps mm-hmm. Donnie's ashes into the dude's beard. Um, so funny. That is one of the funniest film so moments ridiculous. ever. <laughs> yeah. But then just the next moment where the dude is so mad at him yeah. and then, I don't know, John Goodman's body language oh of just being God. so broken lean, and saying sorry leaning. over, over and his yep. arms just move a tiny bit to yeah. try yep. and hug him. Yeah. It's so, it's so brilliant from this character that's just been a piece of shit the whole time and (laughs) you're like oh my god he actually like loves his friends so much such a i mean i have i will say like i have met walters in my life like there are definitely men who are broken in like a specific way where they're like so confrontational but also so assured in their worldview but in the at their deepest core are just like so desperate to be loved (laughs) and they just don't know how to navigate the world quite right yeah I don't know. Yeah. He fucking yeah, like those moments of vulnerability, like actual vulnerability of his. Because obviously, like there's like this just layer of insecurity behind every line of dialogue. But those yeah. moments of actual vulnerability are just like, oh my god, yeah. Johnny repeated, Good. Repeated like, am I wrong <sighs> all the time? Of both like being aggressive, but also like it's a check in. Like he's yeah. not, you know, no right. Like he's actually asking. Like he is legitimately asking. Yeah. And like the best, I like that is such a perfect distillation of their relationship too, of just like the way the dude operates too. Because like the first time they do that, they do that little back and forth. There's a thing where he's just like, "Am I wrong?" And and the dude's like, "No," or like he says yes and no. Like he yeah, gives you're not the wrong, opposite you're just answer. An like he gives the opposite <laughs> answer the first time he asks twice because he's just because yeah. the dude is also trying to say so many things. Like I love how much of this, like those two, like they're both such idiots. But they also <laughs> both are so confident in whatever they're saying. And you that's probably how their friendship is like. That's like <laughs> their main bond together, right? You know what I would love to see? Mm. I would love to see a version of this film that's only Donnie's perspective. Right. Because we only check in with Donnie here and there. Like, yeah. is he just like, like what hanging he out at the bowling alley, yeah. just smiling and chatting to people? Like, what yeah, is his does, world? Do you think he has like, he a, full like time, a great life? <laughs> but you think, yeah, he just has like a full time job. <laughs> and they're just like, hey, what's up, He's Donald? Like and he just like high fives his co workers. He's yeah. just blissfully ignorant to everything oh, else man. that's going on. Yeah. He's got like a wife who's great. Yeah. God, <laughs> he's so. I just. I cannot get over Buscemi in this movie. Like he's like just that like that point where he all he literally just hears one of them say Lennon and he's just like, I'm the walrus. I'm the walrus. <laughs> I like he's just trying to insert himself into the conversation <laughs> with no context. Yeah, he so badly wants to be in there and then when he's shut down again, he's like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> he's great. He's great. They're all great. Everybody fucking crushes. Like Every, I mean, I know I said this at the beginning of the, of the episode, but like every single person in this movie just nails whatever they are given. Like the random, completely unnecessary pivot to Jackie Treenhorn's Malibu estate. That dude is in one scene this entire movie, 
but it's fucking great. Like his weird <laughs> little monologue that uh, contributes almost nothing. Like he gives you one <laughs> fact. He gives you one fact for the dude to piece it all together later. But otherwise, like he's just like this weird. Uh, what was that? Uh, what was that show called? Fantasy Island type guy who is just like, <laughs> oh, we've moved into digital erotica. <laughs> like for just giving the dude this weird pitch on modern pornography for no reason. And then he is the uh, source of my favorite joke in the whole movie, where he takes a phone call, <laughs> writes a little note on a memo pad, takes the memo with him, and then in the one moment in the entire film where the dude actually does something a private eye would do and like actually <laughs> thinks ahead for even a second, all it is is a doodle of a guy with a massive <laughs> erection. <laughs> Yeah, really which is good. then, which really is then found by the Malibu police when he's brought <laughs> in. Because all he has is a Ralph's card and, and a, the the picture the of the dude. Of guy with a huge oh my god! <laughs> I the the moment that made me laugh the hardest because mm-hmm. I guess I just wasn't expecting it is when the dude is just driving down the street, with, drinking a beer and um, smoking. Oh yeah. Um, I guess he's maybe he has a, a roach clip holder or maybe he doesn't. Um, but anyway, I mean, it he, depends on the scene. <laughs> But he drops it into yes. his lap yes. and like tries oh. and, and is like frantically trying to get it away from his crotch and ends up putting it out with his beer. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know why that got me, but it's it really so got me. It's so good. Well, and it's his, such a like, he's so clearly like casually trying to just flick it out the window like he always does, right? <laughs> it's such a habit for him. And then the yelp that Jeff Bridges makes. It's perfect. It's so perfect. And then it, yeah. And then he crashes his car, right, into a dumpster? Is that, yeah, yeah. into a dumpster. That, yeah. there's two car crashes. There's that one, and then uh, when they try to make the handoff. Yes. <laughs> and then after, he crashes into a telephone bowl. After He crashes because that is after Walter jumps out of the car with an Uzi <laughs> wrapped in, like, postal tape or yeah. some packing tape. <laughs> yeah. But I, I just love both of these because they're so, um, they're filmed in such an unremarkable way. Like a car crash in a movie is a whole thing. Yeah. And these are both like the car hits a thing, it buckles a little bit. It's just like very realistic and sort of understated in terms of like how other movies do car crashes. Yeah. Well, I feel and like I just love the the like lack of weight it's given because it's like you just fucking crashed your car, dumbass. Yeah. And I think that is the to me, that is like the heart of this entire movie. And I think why it was sort of I don't know why it like appealed to people in such a unique way. It's like the whole underlying premise of this movie seems to be, uh, oh, fuck, I've already forgotten how you phrased it, Dan. Not given the weight. The before that, it was perfect. It was the perfect word for it. I don't know. Under- Check the tapes. Um, but just like everything like nothing is given the con the level of consequence that it might in another movie, right? Like there's this weird architecture. Like just this, the ghost of an architecture of an actual noir film in this movie, but like everything is so ultimately low stakes, and anything of actual stakes is almost always presented as like, well, there was no real fallout from that, right? <laughs> like the only time anything really happens is Donnie dies, and even they even acknowledge that at the end with Sam Miller being like, I didn't like to see Donnie die. Like they even <laughs> criticize their own story choice of like having actual consequence at some points. Yeah, well, and he I doesn't even. The- Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Dan. No, you go. I've been shouting for four hours. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I was going to say that the misdirection with the consequences, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, the moment where so the dude has been broken into at least twice at this point. Yes. Right? 
where somebody's been assaulted in his own home, which he takes really well. Uh, but anyway, he decides to do something about it because he knows they're coming back. Mm. And so he he does a really poor job nailing oh this piece yes. of like two by four to the floor like with like a thousand na- nails yeah. oh. <laughs> that are mostly just like mangled. Not, <laughs> just mangled. No. And then he takes the most rickety chair you've yes. ever seen to use to brace between the doorknob and this two by four that he's uh, nailed into the floor. Yeah. And moments later, the door opens. <laughs> the other way. And it, the other way, right? Yeah. So it's it's funny. I mean, I've, I don't know. I, I shouldn't be trying to explain a joke except to say I just so enjoyed it failed for a reason I didn't think about. Yeah. Right? I was just so expecting to see that chair crumble. Yeah. Like that's part of the Like those are the most fun moments, I think, is when like he actually tries to take initiative. But like <laughs> the results are completely useless. Well, and I guess that makes him who he is, right? Like, right. why think about the future if it always works out as, like, a, a drawn dick pic or something? Yeah. Like, Yeah, why? the l- attention to detail just in his living space is so good. Like, the first oh, scene the where he's, like... toilet paper. Yeah, where he's shoved into the toilet. Like, there's an empty toilet paper roll on the little holder. And then there's just a roll of toilet paper on the top of the seat. And, like, just the fact that whoever dressed that set that day, like, took the time to be like, oh, no, he would never... He would never put the initiative into changing the toilet paper roll. Like, he'd just no, grab another one. this toilet is definitely going to be really gross yes. and dirty. Yes. <laughs> and, like, yeah. I was honestly, it was almost like a surprise that he had a bed later in the movie. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, yeah. After he slept with Maude, you're like, oh, shit. It's actually kind of surprising that they're in a bed. There, uh, There is a third car crash. Because oh, Bunny there? crashes her car. Yes. Oh, sure. On the fountain, mm-hmm. maybe we don't whatever it is in the front. We don't but see that though, right? We see the car, right? Like the car <clears throat> sitting up there, and then yeah, like but it's also she's just running around the house, like mm. she's fine. She yeah. crashed, yep. her, <laughs> she crashed her car, and she's <laughs> completely fine. Yeah. Also, Bunny is from Moorhead, Minnesota. Ah, yeah. MNREF, MNREF, Cobro, MNREF. That was definitely the same thing we said in the first half, right? Check the tapes. Hashtag. Uh, there is a limo driver in this movie oh, who my God. is perhaps the closest personification of Joe Prado we've ever we seen, have seen on film. Yes. It's incredible. <laughs> I, He's, go ahead, Beth. You had texted, you said, Jay Moore is crushing it, mm-hmm. right? And you were referring to Julianne Moore. Correct. And in my head, you were talking about the stand-up comedian Jay Moore. <laughs> and so I was like, I was like, oh, I would never have recognized that that's Jay Moore. And then you see, because you don't really see his face at first. Mm. But then I was like, oh my God, it's not Jay Moore. It's it's definitely Joe Brown. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's jovial. He uh, identifies other automobiles. Yep. Uh, he has a vaguely East Coast accent. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if he's... He specifically uh, references how much he loves his wife. I don't but think so. You get he the ma- sense does he mention he... his wife though? <laughs> he might mention his wife actually. Yeah. Really? I think he does. Yeah. Check the tapes. Tweet at Check us. Check the tapes. Hashtag tweet at us. Hasht- oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Tweet at us first. Hashtag tweet at us. Then hashtag Joe Prado Lebowski. Big Pradowski. Twenty twenty. Twenty big. Okay. Hashtag tweet us, hashtag Big Pradowski 2020, and then tell us if he mentions his wife. Yep. You will know so which I, scene we're talking about because it is obviously Joe Prado. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then like his cousin or something is probably the uh, police officer who really 
ribs the dude for wondering if they're gonna catch. Oh, the guy the, at the impound lot. Oh, they have any yeah. leads? Yeah, leads. Yeah, that dude crushes. He crushes. Oh, all the police officers crush. Oh my god, so ridiculous. Can I, can I also <clears throat> add that all of the extras crush? Mm-hmm. Let me like, hear. Some I don't know how they got their extras, but I was like, every single human being in this movie is <laughs> nailing their role. Like the yep. people at the restaurants, mm-hmm. the people in the bowling alley, like they're they're great. Yeah, they're all great. Oh yeah, the 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 opening semi opening montage of just like bowlers. Yeah. Like every bowler is an MVP. Like oh. every single one that they leave the Can camera I? on. Can I tell you which bowler is the MVP? My MVP? Yes. The, 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 M- the M- MVP? Or yes. wait, the MV MVP? What's the M- I don't understand the MV MVP. The most, most valuable, valuable. Most valuable. I get valuable. it. Yep. I get it now. I thought it was a bowling reference, and I was like, <laughs> I don't know. Brunswick? Your turkey. <laughs> yeah, he's the turkey of the... Okay, yes. Is Okay, so at the end of the movie, the dude... And the stranger, I think, is his character's name. We are t- are sitting, yeah. and they uh, they're sitting at the bar, and they're talking to each other. Then the dude walks away, and Sam Elliott does his monologue to wrap up the movie, and then it pan- it starts to go back, and there is a bowler that then has to. This is one shot. Like mm. this whole thing is one shot. And then it pans back, and a guy bowls, and he has to hit a strike. They cut it right before the the pins go down, but it yeah. is like clearly a strike. Yeah. And I was like, the pressure of okay, you have to like when we shoot the scene right. at the end of it, you can't do a gutter ball. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> this cannot go into the gutter. It needs to hit the pins. And I I wonder if it cuts because he didn't didn't actually get a strike, I don't know. or if it cuts because you don't know. Yeah. Um, we have yet to talk about Philly's Oh, Seahawks. talk about crushing it. My oh, God. My God. Brant so good. is amazing. His nervous laughter. The fact his, that like, he's like... Gestures. Oh, okay. The gesture that you just did. Yeah. He he reaches his arm out and he puts his head oh down. God. And he's like, he, what does he say? He's, he's in seclusion. seclusion. He's in seclusion. <laughs> seclusion. It's so good. Yeah. Or like the fact that he so... Like he's so earnestly in his, he so earnestly refers to the dude as dude. Yes. yes. Like he just accepts it. Like he loves it. Like you can tell he kind of gets a thrill out of calling the dude yeah. dude. Yeah. Oh my yeah, god. Considered that dude. Like yeah, he's so good. He's so good, and just like just even the like that first introduction scene of him just like dealing with the dude. Like there's such a wonderful <laughs> tension between the two of them that only one of them is aware of. <laughs> And we're yeah. talking about the landlord here, right? No, we're talking about Philip Seymour Hoffman. Brant. <gasps> Brant. Oh, Brant. Yes. Oh, so brilliant. So good. Oh, my Every God. Every reaction shot. The oh, awkward and the way laughter. He, he's like a grown-up eight-year-old. <sighs> yes. He's so eager to please. Yes. And just so smitten with his boss. Yeah. Oh, man. Like. Brilliant. Well, and like the. I, the <laughs> sorry. I was just going to say the line where he's like. This is when she was the the first lady of the United States, yes. not just the state. Yeah. <laughs> he was very specific about. Yeah, yeah, he has to make the 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 bona fides of uh, Lebowski. Like he has to really yeah. like it. The dynamic between those two is so perfect. Like just that entire sequence of the dude entering that world, where like first he just deals with Brandt, and then just the absurd. I mean, that guy also crushes. He's been in a bunch of Coen Brothers movies. Uh, I don't know the actor's name. Sorry, old white dude. 
Um, he <laughs> well. like his whole just monologue is so ridiculous and such a weird like it's so combative and so classist. And then yeah. like then he just goes, Brant will give you the details. Like literally, there is no reason for them to have that conversation <laughs> because he even tells the dude like you called Brant and Brant informed me. Like he already knows everything. Yeah. <laughs> and then it. Oh no! I'm sorry. I apologize. So well. That was the second time he went to the house. Brant will give yeah. you all the details, but that was also just a ridiculous monologue for no reason, which has one of my favorite lines in the movie, which is strong men also cry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <sighs> yeah. Everybody's so good in this fucking movie. He's very good. R.I.P. Phillips. Yeah, man. Like, yeah. it's a bummer, sad. man. Really, really. One of the greats. Yeah. Um, I also noticed that um, there's a person standing on the cliff behind them. Oh, really? Um, like yeah. when they're throwing the ashes. And I don't know, I I just saw them walk out of frame, so I don't know if it, it's like an extra or if it's supposed to be somebody I don't that's think, watching no, them. No, no. I really believe that somebody was just on set. Yeah. Like, okay. Because th- yeah. it was far and enough like in away. Frame. Yeah. 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 But no, I know, I mean, maybe. I, I mean, the Coen brothers are very intentional, but I yeah. was like... Because I was I, like, is that supposed to be Sam Elliott? Like watching them do whatever they're doing? Oh, uh, I don't think that. Okay. Is it? Okay. So is I didn't Sam know. Elliott's character like in replacement of the noir narrator? Like what is that business? Yeah, I don't is know. Is he telling I, us just not to take it too seriously? Is that his whole deal? Yes. I mean, yes, but I think he's also sort of like the Greek chorus of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, that's what's so like this movie's so like th- that's what I find so enjoyable about this movie is like they frame it in such a like it's framed as this very classical structure and like yeah, like the stranger he narrates it epi- as if it's this like epic adventure. And then the dude sort of just like casually accepts that he's in like a private eye movie and that he's the star of it, even though he's clearly terrible at it. Because like there's that war, like just that random moment, because, you know, Sam Elliott doesn't narrate that much. But there's that random moment where he gets drugged by Jackie Treehorn, where suddenly you just hear Sam Elliott go, darkness washed over the dude. And it's like <laughs> just this random little bit of narration to give it this like more epic quality. And then at the yeah. end, though, like he's an idiot, too. Like some of the shit the stranger says, he's like he like loses his own train of thought at the beginning when he's trying to like introduce stories. Like there was a man, well, it's a kind of man. Like he just he goes off on that for like three minutes and then loses his train of thought. <laughs> yeah, he's great. He he's, crushes. Like I said in our discussion, that mustache should run a country. Like yeah. I mean, it's I know Sam Elliott is famous for his mustache, but like in this particular outing of his mustache, yeah. my God. my god it's a massive just beautiful expression it's the it's definitely the mvm whoa i agree to that he especially like is just what makes this movie like so absurd whatever you whatever else you take from the movie like he is sort of the one though yeah maybe you're right molly like he just sort of like really hate like makes it very clear by the end like this movie is ridiculous like whatever you, however you felt about this movie, like this is so stupid because now there's just like this weird epic cowboy, like giving you the coda send off, and him having this like weird admiration of like the most useless person in the world. Yeah, 
But then also criticizing the story for killing off Donnie. <laughs> I did I because of that scene. We spent a lot of time in college calling beers oat sodas. Ooh. And having cool. a fun time with that. That is fun. Very dude. That is fun. Two oat sodas. We had wondered how often the dude would just oh, yeah. uh, parrot lines of dialogue that he'd heard before. I think um, it was like seven. Is that what we ended up with? Something like that. Yeah. It happens a lot. It's great. It's a Cracker Jack script. Yeah. A lot of people do that. They just like, they do a really good job of weaving the dialogue back through to Mm -hmm. make it such a cohesive piece of filmmaking. Mm -hmm. You are a cinephile. So you understand. Yeah. I understand from a cinephile perspective. They just like reuse (laughs) the same dialogue over and over in a way that's like everybody is, it just, I don't know. It really does it for me. Yeah. It's like both it's both a character aspect of the dude where like he doesn't have original thoughts yes. but also creates like a, a much more cohesive screenplay. Mm-hmm. Stop. <laughs> Molly, uh, for the listeners, Molly gave a huge <laughs> yawn after that line. Oh wow. I think he was like yeah, I think it was like around seven because first he quotes first he quotes George W H. W. Bush saying this aggression was on stand. And then, yeah, he just, like, cherry-picks little turns of phrase throughout the rest of the movie. Like, he just sort of, like, picks up on things. Uh, And then at one point, even, like, near the end, even tries to steal, again, like, because he and Walter, like, are so confident that what they're saying matters. He, like, tries to very confidently throw out Sam Elliott's, like, sometimes the bear eats (laughs) you and... Or the bar. bar. The bar. Like, just even, like, that's, like, just the perfect, like zenith point of him just like stealing other characters dialogue of like he's trying to give this like very cool send-off before he goes back to bowl and it's not in any way it's completely plagiarized <laughs> i didn't go to wikipedia once wow 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 yeah we can't sing the song i know it's such a good song too thank you next time i almost can next guarantee time. it <laughs> I almost can guarantee. That's fair. Hey, last time that's, I went to Wikipedia, it's now less than three dollars. What? They're asking what? for. Well, I we're know, not right? lowering our price. No, just because they no, have still yeah. at three dollars. Does that mean they're flush curious. with cash? They're yeah. They definitely are making lots of money. Two dollars and seventy-five cents. Whoa! What a deal! Wow. Oh, that's a great fake out, man. Yeah, it that is. seems like so much less. Why wouldn't you just feel generous and round up to three? Yeah, but in our case. You you have to pay three dollars. <laughs> yes, your vote does not count. <laughs> yep. Just like a normal vote in this country. Hey, USA number five. Before we get to our final thoughts on the movie, we like to uh, read a review of our podcast, totsregal.com, mm-hmm. uh, in the impression of a character from this movie. Which there's a so lot of great choices. characters. So many great choices. Uh, but no reviews. So too bad. Mm. Uh, wow. Instead, or in addition to one of those, in addition, uh-huh. um, in addition to that not happening, <laughs> um, we also on Discord, uh, which is a platform you can have access to as a patron, uh, we put out a call on Record Day, which uh, behind the scenes already covered was yesterday. Um, uh, if anybody has anything they want seconds. us to talk about on the podcast. <laughs> and... There are people. Do you want more of an intro to this segment? Is that what you're asking for? <laughs> no. Ten more seconds, please. Yes. Okay. Um, uh, Dan, could you just could you pad this out a little longer? <laughs> I don't think this episode is long enough yet. Oh, what is that? 
oh, there's lightning in here now. Whoa, hold on. <laughs> um, okay, no, so we have one from Joe. How well did the rug really tie the room together? Ooh, mm. great question. We don't get good, like, full apartment shots. Well, there's also just like so can... much shit around. Like, maybe that's part of the joke. Like, his apartment think... is so messy. Yeah, I think it's just that it's, like... The nicest thing in the it's apartment. The cleanest part of his apartment. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that new rug is so much nicer. Yeah. It yes. is. I can see why he'd be sad to let that go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he never gets a, a third rug, right? We never see what gets, yeah, when oh. the new rug is. There's no resolution. Oh, to the rug. there is no resolution either to the bowling uh, tournament, too, which I really appreciated. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All you get is uh, Sam Elliott going, wow, I sure hope he wins in the finals. Mm-hmm. That's yep. it. Makes it's it to the so finals. good. Makes it Not to the finals. So the good. Thing. Any oh, there's another good one that I did occur to me. Any appreciation for the for the classic dub for TV? This is what happens when you find a stranger in the Alps. Oh yeah, this is great. I don't know if you guys are aware of this. Maybe we'll remember to post this. But um, I mean, I think we've even talked about this on the show before. Have we? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Quick review for those that don't remember. Molly looks like she doesn't know what I'm talking about. I actually, so I'll, those all those words you said didn't seem to connect to each other at all. Yes. Is that intentional? Like, did I just not hear it? Or it just does sound like a grab bag of words? Correct. W- the whole thing? Yeah, the whole or thing. Just Something the about the part. Alps? Okay. What? I will just rephrase. That Can you read it like it makes sense? No. Okay. That's kind of what we're talking about. <laughs> New, just wait okay, a Beth- second. He hadn't finished his story, Molly. <laughs> Do I need to do a, a new reading to get it clean? Dan, uh, could you just redo that entire <laughs> sentence again? Okay, here we go. Uh, on my mark. Beep. Any appreciation for the classic dub for TV? This is what happens when you find a stranger in the Alps. This is from our, our Discord? This Question? is from our Discord. Great. Much better read. Thank you. Um, so, as you may know, <laughs> you can't swear on TV. Um, oh. So they redub swears in movies, and uh, when Walter is repeatedly saying, "This is what happens when you fuck a stranger in the ass," mm-hmm. while he wrecks the Corvette, the TV dub is, "This is what happens when you find a stranger in the Alps." Oh, <laughs> wow. and it's great! Wow. Incredible! Wow. It makes no sense. It doesn't just make like, any sense. It just like has the same cadence and same rhythm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like they could have come up with something that had yeah, the same they meaning, could've. at least. They right? definitely could have. Yeah. But they didn't care. <laughs> so I do have appreciation for that. Me too. Yeah, I appreciate that. Very much. Very, very much. That's great. And then Joe also wonders if this is Jeff Bridges' best role. <sighs> He's got a lot of roles. He's got a lot of roles. Sure, yeah. I mean, it's He's definitely great. top. He's so good. He's so good. It must be, right? I mean, it's the thing he's known for. I mean, he recently yeah. did an ad for something. Yeah, he Squarespace. revisited the dude. <laughs> oh, did he? Yep. For a, didn't see that. Oh. A beer commercial. That. Oh. I mean, he's real good oh, in True yeah, Grit, too. Oh, so Another good. Cobra. Apparently, the Cobras oh, just yeah. know how to use Jay Bridge. He is so Because he was great in True Grit. I mean, the last picture show is... Um, I mean, I've seen that one because I've watched the first however like many. Okay, <laughs> I am not watching it. Listen, I have also seen that movie. Great. Okay. No one has asked you to watch this. <laughs> no, list. literally, no I'm one is telling you. Never going to watch all good. those movies. Good. I'm waiting They'll... for the next one. I hope it's a good list, and yeah. I hope it's much shorter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't think they can. 
15. Like it's not, it's going to be an <laughs> internet explosion. Yeah, right. Because they'll do so, it somehow wrong. Because how can you say what the 100 yeah, best right. movies are? Oh, it's ridiculous. And then Trevor. Mm-hmm. Presumably, though, his name is Trevor Impersonator. So I guess not Trevor. Oh. Um, uh, put a link to the Church of the Dude where you can get ordained. Oh. Yes. What does that um, mean? I know someone who who is that. Okay. I attended a wedding that was officiated by. Do you have to dress in like the dude minister. dude clothes? Um, I don't think they're very strict about anything. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's like both a joke and a internet thing, so you can do a marriage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you know that there was a whole version of the Big Lebowski written in Shakespearean iambic pentameter style? Really, that's great. I saw it performed. Oh, how was that? It was excellent. It was uh, it was an internet sensation for a while. Somebody just sort of did it. Okay. And I wish I could yeah. remember who wrote it, but it is only an inter- internet search away. Uh, it's really brilliant, and and there are little moments in the film that you can see why somebody who had that skill would be attracted to tackling that problem. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's really good, and thus uh, a theater in Atlanta got permission to actually do it, what and they the, did. It was how fantastic. was the climate control in the theater? In Atlanta, it mm, was a yeah. perfect temperature that uh-huh. rega- a lot of AC requires of AC no probably's gotta go further into the description. Right, because like once you step out of the theater, then like because the, it's the city of Atlanta, uh-huh. Atlanta, known for its hats. hats. Nope, <laughs> nope, nope. Haberdash Atlanta. Oh, this is this. Beth, is, is there Dutch. another segment? <laughs> is there another segment we could be doing? If you think that this is the Big Lebowski of bits that we do, in that it is so <laughs> stupid but also great, uh, tweet at us. No. Uh, hot or not. Hot or not. Hot or not. Lanta. Lanta. <laughs> please put like an ellipses in there. Yeah. In the hashtag. Please. Yes. Absolutely. Great. Um, well, that. Thank you to our patrons who. Uh, Engaged with us yeah. and were in return engaged with by us. Wow. Nailed that <laughs> as well. Uh-huh. Dan, you Ooh, gave this. Dan, uh, uh, <laughs> real quick. Great. Yep. Great read, buddy. Thank you. You really nailed it that time. Yep. Thanks. Yep. I'm a professional. Uh, our rating system oh, was yes. cool, cool proto dudes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which we didn't really talk about much. The. Where oh, that yeah. thought came from, where like we were worried that like men in the real world would ruin this movie for us. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll talk about I it. Think, I think I in the think there discussion. I think there is. I think there is a, a way to connect with this movie where you where you just think the dude is the is like the coolest and right. someone to emulate and look up to. <clears throat> that do, does you and everyone around you a disservice. Yeah, or like even there's maybe, uh, there's definitely a way to just watch this movie and like be entertained by Walter, but like not really internalize it like, oh, he's like, he's like everything I shouldn't want to be <laughs> yep. if I'm a man. Yeah, uh, good art challenges us. Yes. Anyway. Um, but three... also there's a big, a dude with a big penis drawn on a post-it note. <laughs> LOL. Yeah. LOL. Uh-huh. LOL. Um, Dan, co- three cool proto dudes mm-hmm. uh you were worried it would maybe be dated and uh the the cultural taking of this would have ruined your viewing yes i did think that i did not find that to be true i found that the 
experience of watching it for myself was very engaging and entertaining. Uh, I I laughed quite a bit. I had I had not seen this movie in a long time and forgotten how truly stupid uh, every character in this movie is. I had a great time. Four and a half proto dudes. Great, Beth. You gave it five. You had high hopes. I think. <laughs> I can't read my notes. Uh-huh. You yes. gave it five. Yeah, I um, I had high hopes, and those hopes were met at an equal level of highness. <laughs> Height? Is Height? that the word you were looking for? No. Okay. Um, <laughs> it was definitely highness because uh, of the Big Lebowski. Oh, I, yeah. LOL. Yeah, I get, I get, get it. it. Yeah. LOL 420. Mind if I smoke a J? LOL. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I thought the movie was amazing. I think the acting is incredible. The script is incredible. The editing is great. The cinematography is great. Everything is great. Five proto dudes. Is that what it was? Mm-hmm. Cool proto dudes. Oh. Cool proto dudes. Cool. Specifically. Yeah. Proto dudes. Um, yes. Hashtag I stand with Beth. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought I would give it five um, and I was with I had a I had a tickle of a doubt but I was going to be bold as a bumblebee. The oh my God. <laughs> um, buzz and, buzz. <laughs> buzz buzz. <sighs> and give it five. <laughs> Uh, great. I love that Buzz Buzz is now in the pantheon. Buzz Buzz, yum yum. Blug blug. No, blug blug no. Honey. Wow, wow, wow. Uh, nope. Five. All of this so much. Cool <laughs> bumblebees. Buzz Buzz. Cool proto dudes. Oh, we didn't even talk about milk. Um, quick sidebar. Um, he drinks a lot of white Russians, which yep. is a, a dairy-based cocktail. Um, but I'm fine with it because it's alcohol. Also, great. I guess you make them with half and half, given his purchase in the opening scene. Oh, yeah, you do. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, and he he drinks out of the carton in the grocery store because he's a slop. Yep. Um, five five proto brodos. I assume that's how he gets most of his calories. For sure. Probably, yeah. Mm-hmm. Molly, um, you were given it three and a half because mm-hmm. that's a step up from neutral. <laughs> Something like that. Step yeah, up was nope. in there, I remember, because I kept thinking, should I make a step up? movie <laughs> reference right. and totally derail Molly right. or no and I didn't until now nice. <laughs> very Proud of you. courteous Proud good of you. very good yeah. <laughs> um, I would say yeah I don't know what's funny to me is I, I enjoyed this movie for all the reasons anybody would enjoy a well done Coen Brothers movie uh, it was really a delight in many ways what's hilarious is I watched it with my husband mm-hmm. and he cracked up like 10 times harder than I did. Loved it like 10 times more. And as we were watching, I was like, this is for him. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like it just sort of um, reinforced kind of an idea that I had going in. And I think I only watched it because uh, a male in my life at the time wanted to watch it too. Mm. I know friend or romantic partner or what, but Mm. anyway, the point is I, I don't know. Like I just, um, I'm just going to give it a 4.5 Brodo dude. You sound cool so dude. sad about that. <laughs> I just, I feel like, is it fair? Is it fair for me to evaluate it with 2020 eyes and to have this feeling about it? Like it shouldn't bear the, it is less deserving than a lot of other movies for bearing the brunt of my frustration um, with gatekeepers in Hollywood. Right. 
Right. It's not the Coen brothers' fault, specifically. I mean, a little, maybe. I mean, a little, sure, yeah. I mean, they certainly have made the most off of the opportunities they've gotten. I feel a little bit less irritated by them than I do the director of Transformers. Sure. Who I can never remember his name, and I refuse to, so you're welcome. Uh, So, yeah, right? They're they're people. They're artists. They they make great work. They don't need me to be sitting in my living room complaining um, about them not being particularly aware of women Mm -hmm. in a movie that's literally about a guy called The Dude. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, like, right? Like, they're not of nights thinking about this. But also, sometimes, uh, check yourselves, Cobras. They got some shit. Uh, yeah. for one of their projects. Uh, and I mean, we haven't even got into the, like, yeah. how white it is. I mean, it is so white. It is. Like. Yeah. Hashtag the dude's so white. Hashtag yeah. big white Bowski. <laughs> white. I mean, lo- well, ca- big Caucasian. Bowski. And is Caucasian another name for Russian? White Russian. Yeah. White Russian? It yeah. is. Well, you know, it's Caucasus Mountains. Yeah. Maybe, uh, yeah, so maybe it's all very intentional. Maybe it's also commentary on white people. That's I mean, stretching. I don't think it's intentionally a commentary on white people, but it is definitely a commentary Terry. on white people. It is. It yeah. is. So anyway, I feel like 4.5 is great. Great. Welcome. Yeah. Thank you. No. Thank you very much. I, I'm sorry, Beth. I feel <laughs> like if we're true friends, I'd give it a 5. <laughs> I gave it a 4.5. Why are you well, apologizing? Just Beth. Because Beth matters more than you two do. <laughs> We have My the same God. score, and you don't even acknowledge that. Wow. I like, welcomed you into wow. having the same score as me, and you barely acknowledged it. I remember years ago Ooh, when we, we watched Apollo whatever 13. number it is, 13. and I got dogpiled on, which is fine, <laughs> because send robots to space first, but that episode ended with you claiming we were all your five moon friends. Yes. Mm-hmm. And now five I'm finding friends. out you're four and a half moon friends. <laughs> I'm like a I'm a waning gibbous. Yeah. Oh boy. Of a Not friend. a Beth gibbous. Ah. <laughs> that was my head exploding. That was amazing. La 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 Totes Recall is hosted by Molly Chase, Beth Gibbs, Dan Jaquet, and Dan Linden. Produced by Beth Gibbs. New episodes of Totes Recall drop on the 15th of every month. For more information and bonus content, visit us at totesrecall.com. Thank you so much for listening.